the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast, episode 33, titled The Benefits of Using a Business Coach. I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. You can interact with us on social media with Go Legal Yourself, and please do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. So, knowledge is power, and at Go Legal Yourself, we pride ourselves on bringing you knowledge from the best experts in the industry who know business inside out. So get ready for a life-changing show as we empower all business owners and entrepreneurs to dare to become successful. This show is about helping you become successful entrepreneurs and how we thrive on bringing you education that gives you the tools to run a business with confidence. Today is that show where we interview experts in the business who can help you become a successful business owner. I'm joined today by Kathy Nelson, a business coach with OnTrack Success Coaching. Kathy is also known as the builder of business, holder of dreams, and the coach's coach. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you so much, Kelly. How nice to be here today. It's fantastic to have you here. I have been really excited to actually get you on the podcast because I know how important you are. Thank you. Thank you. Before we get into exactly the magic that you do for business owners, share with us uh, your favorite attorney joke. (laughs) I actually had fun with this one. (laughs) What do you call a lawyer who's gone bad? I don't know. What do you call a lawyer who's gone bad? Senator. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to guess judge, but that's a good one. (laughs) Very close, right? That's a good one. Appropriate for today. Well, there you go. Exactly. As I was saying, the the show is truly about helping entrepreneurs and business owners. And business starts with passion, right? So so you you basically have passion in, in what you want to do. And you take that passion to the next level. And take us through... A little bit about your background first, Kathy, and then we're going to really get into sort of like the nitty-gritty of how you help business owners become successful. Okay. Um, I, as a young girl, always liked helping people, so the helping thing is kind of in me, mm-hmm. and um, I was the girl and that everybody told all their secrets to, and somewhere along the line, I learned how to hold them well and not talk about them. So when I started working in my early 30s. Then I worked at Nordstrom's. That was my first job. And I had a wonderful example of a family business of people who were extremely cognizant of uh, customer service and creating a customer service experience. That's exactly what Nordstrom is known for today. Mm -hmm. All these years later. That's right. That value stayed with the changes of the company from when they merged as Best Nordstrom's to Nordstrom's, which it's grown and been ever since. Mm -hmm. So that was my early school as far as, and I was married to a businessman who had a family business, which was really a a growing business and is still in Seattle and different places, cities around the Pacific Northwest. So I saw the 
what family business owners went through, and I lived it. And so I learned a lot about business and owning a business and the sacrifices of that and the work hours of that and the, and the employee issues and all of that I was living with. So that was a very good foundation. You know, I've been giving quite a bit of talks um, uh, these past couple of months and one in particular is where business owners you we don't have a nine-to-five job no if you're going to own your own business that's one thing that you need to be aware of is that you do not work from nine to five that's right the other big thing that a business owner needs to be aware of is that you don't have a guaranteed paycheck anymore no right so my big thing is you only get to eat what you kill that's right that's exactly correct Yes. And that's been, I think, for a person who dreams of going into a business, they don't always know that going in. I've never worked harder or more hours than when I launched my own business 22 (laughs) years ago. Little did I know. Yes. 22 years. Congratulations, Kathy. That's huge. (laughs) Yes, it is. I've I've got goosies. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. Gives me those, too. (laughs) Of course. So you are a wealth of um, wisdom. Well, I think I've learned a lot. That's what allows me to help my clients uh, because I've lived most of it. I've reinvented my life twice. And I took that plunge of moving from a corporate position uh, where I was making really good six-figure monies all those years ago uh, to nothing, you know, and then you're, you're paying your own way. And so I've learned how you need to have your uh, backup, your financial backup to make that leap uh, so that you can last as long as you need to last to get it up off the ground and pain you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think all of that's been invaluable for me to help other people take their dreams and create them into a business. There are two main reasons why a business owner w- will fail during the life of their business. One is financial, because mm-hmm. they didn't budget properly. They had no idea how much money is going out rather than coming in. Right. The other reason is legal, because wow. they don't have the legal ducks in a row. Okay. So I'm so glad that you touched upon the, the financial aspect of it, because most business owners do. They will... They've been working in the corporate world for you know, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're, they're about to retire, or one day they wake up and they have this sick feeling in their stomach, right. and it's like, I can't go to work anymore. I, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They actually go into uh, practicing what they do on a daily basis, and it becomes their passion, and they, they create a business out of it. Right. Right. So walk us through a little bit, uh, Kathy, about... So you, you, you went through two interventions, did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> two interventions. <laughs> so you reinvented yourself. I did. I reinvented myself. The first time was moving here. Mm-hmm. And um, I walked into a business that I knew absolutely nothing about. And my mother directed me to it. She was in real estate and a broker and had an office in Pacific Beach. And she told me about working in title insurance. And I said, ooh, that doesn't <laughs> sound like me at all. Are you That's kidding? That's not sexy. No, it's not even pretty. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, no. But I grew up as an Air Force brat, and we moved a lot through the United States. Yes. And I lived in Europe. So I had spent my whole life meeting people, moving, meeting people, you know, over and over again. And so... Although I have a shy side, I also have the 
the side of me that's more bold because I like people and need people, mm-hmm. which got me out knocking on doors and saying, do you have anybody who can play with me? Right. So here I am, new in San Diego, knowing no, no one but my mother and my brother, and I get a job uh, uh, through a connection. I got hired. I closed him, actually, and got this wonderful position in sales and title insurance. And so they gave me blank cards and said, write your name on it. Your territory is Point Loma, Pacific Beach, and Del Mar, which I'd moved to Del Mar uh, for their schools. And they said, uh, go to it. I said, what do I do? Just go out and introduce yourself. Okay. So I'd been doing that. (laughs) So I had the background and I had the inner uh, the inner ability to be able to I was nervous and scared yes but I could also move through that and my wonderful new sales manager gave me one thing and he said make your plan and work your plan mm-hmm. and I've just done my business that way ever since I make a plan and I work it and so just that combination of being able to develop relationships and work my plan helped me become successful in that career So on-track success coaching, you've had that for 22 years now. Mm -hmm. How did you get into that side of the business? About four years before I left the corporate business, I had that call that you're talking about in someone where they're saying, I need to do something different. I had seen a lot of... um, areas uh, where my clients needed help. I had been very adapted helping them with marketing because I'm a creative and I love marketing. So I was able to help them with a lot of their marketing and I had developed a calendar for them yearly and I was asking them about their goals and and able to start. I was coaching and didn't know it uh, through my conversations when I was calling on people and I saw people who looked good but I knew were six months from bankruptcy. Uh, they were driving the Mercedes and everything looked good on the outside but I knew on the other side that they were in fears Mm -hmm. and uh, strapped and so I just thought I could help people do things better and I had ideas about it and so I when I wanted to make the leap I wanted to be what I saw at the time because their coaching was not around it wasn't a word anybody had thought of exactly so I saw the need and I thought to myself you know when you start a business it's because you you see a need, right? Right, right. So I thought, I, I see this need where I think I could help people. And uh, that was my driving force. So I saw myself as like a fitness instructor because those I was familiar with, but with body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. So I saw myself helping people that way. So launching businesses and, and uh, being able to do better in the business, they had better time management, better focus, more goals, more goal-oriented, somebody to sit down and talk to them and ask them about what they were planning that year and be able to help them through accountability to reach those goals. That's incredible. And the reason I say that is because when you go into business for yourself, most of the time, business owners are pretty much on their own. Mm -hmm. Like I said at the beginning, they have passion. They've got a passion for something and they go and create a business out of that. And then they don't really have people that they can talk to as far as this isn't working for me in my business. What do I do? Right. Or, you know, should I be going down this road rather than this road? I've got multiple products. How do I market them? Where do right. I market them? What's the first step that I need to take? Right. This whole process can become very, very expensive for the business owner yes. that's actually out on a budget. Yes. The title of this show is 
the benefits of using a business coach, right? So most of the business owners, they understand what a business coach is. Right. Okay. In your definition, how would you describe yourself? Well, I think for an existing business owner that a lot of times they don't have anyone else to talk to about what they're looking at, about what they'd like to do, and they don't have a sounding board. They don't have somebody, makes me think of a client I had who's a contractor, and uh, he actually came to me through his wife initially uh, because she thought he needed someone like me, mm-hmm. and uh, he was I was a birthday gift. <laughs> <laughs> and he came to me for a month, sweet. and he liked it so much, he kept me, although he divorced the wife in two years, right, but right. he kept me for the coaching, and I was able to coach him onward through his business because he, he said he needed somebody with my business acumen and knowledge and uh, to be able to help him sort things out and to bounce his ideas, etc. So I really appreciated his feedback because it helped me see my value and also uh, I could see through the changes in his life he made wonderful business and personal changes that were just so enhancing to what he was really seeking and so the conversations in coaching get deep Mm -hmm. uh, many times as deep as the client would like to go and I always tell my folks uh, you're in the driver's seat I'm in the passenger seat but if we figure out your destination I can help you get there And whether you're in a fire or whether you're in heaven, I can meet you there. And so sometimes people have issues and problems, and I'm a good sounding board and a good place. And uh, and I love celebrating their successes as well. That's fantastic. We're going to share two scenarios with our audience, Mm -hmm. Kathy. The first scenario is going to be a brand new business owner. Let's just say that they are they have an idea, they have the budget, they need to go out and open the doors. So this person comes to you and says, Kathy, I need your help. Um, what do I do? So what would you advise in that situation? Well, that's like the ABCs of business. <laughs> so when they're new and green and they have the idea and don't know what to do, we really rather start at the beginning. Right. Like, do they have their business name? Mm-hmm. Do they know who their client is going to be? That's a big one. That's yes. Because most people, they'll go into business, Kathy, thinking everybody's going to buy from me. Right. Everyone. And then if you go into business with that mindset you're going to lose thousands of dollars in marketing because you have no idea who you're marketing to. Right. And I believe you really need to know who that person is that you want to work with. Yes. And what their attributes, what their desires, what their pains might be. I mean, you have to really look deeply at that I call it target mm-hmm. is kind of a, a jargon of our industry is that who that person is. But I think you have to really get the feeling of that person to be able to know uh, the direction. Other people will show up because people s- send others to you. So your business actually grows beyond what you think. But that initial idea of the description of your uh, person you're serving is really important. And then how you're serving them. What are you doing? Like, uh, like I learned through Nordstrom is what are you doing to create Create that customer experience, but you have a lot of of other details that show up because if you have your business vision, there's a lot to write that vision out to see that vision between your now and there. Mm-hmm. There's all those things between that are what we flush out through coaching. Do you also help them narrow the target market down? 
if they're the person who can do that. Sometimes I have people that like it broader, but yes, I think that narrowing it down is helpful to people who are beginning. So, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the second scenario, someone has been in business for, let's just say, five years, because we have some audience um, listeners that Mm -hmm. are in the, I wouldn't call it a maturity state, but at least they've been in business for five years. So they've got five years of experience. Mm -hmm. And what would you advise someone in that situation where they are just barely making it or they're just barely paying for bills and that is it, but they want to get to that next level? I think you have to analyze your marketing and your sales and what it is that you're doing because after five years, you should have momentum, I think. So I would be looking for momentum in the business and what the stops are, what they could be doing that aren't doing, what fears might be holding them back from taking a leap into something that might be different for them. So that's a time for what I would call remodel. Mm -hmm. You know, I really believe that businesses need to be constantly every year looking at what's new, what do I need to keep my own skills up with, and you you can't stay the same year after year or you're going to become defunct. You're not going to be in business. So I think that it's important to keep your eyes on changes and uh, opportunities and maybe things that you might do for your business that you've been uh, held back by your own thinking or your own fears. And you need to be able to really have a a sit down with somebody that can help you go through uh, both not just the, the... the planning but that what i call the hard and soft skills of developing a business so maybe they need to come see you (laughs) (laughs) or you would that would that somebody be you kathy that could sit down with you yes i do like helping people remodel perfect as you as one's growing their business uh, obviously that we have the different stages of a business life cycle I'm actually the creator of the business legal life cycle, so I've kind of put the legal twist in it too. Yes. But the actual life of a business, it it goes through phases. You have the startup phase, and then you've got the growth phase. That can be an exciting phase and a scary phase at the same time. Yes. And then you've got the established phase where you're kind of, you know, happy with everything that's going on. And then eventually you do have the the exit phase too. That's where you can sell your business for millions, right? And have your business pay for your retirement. Yes. That's the goal. Yes. But for our listeners, what stage of their business do they need to be in when they need to start thinking about, I need to hire Kathy? I, what are some of those trigger points that the audience needs to be thinking about? If they're having struggles with their time management, if they aren't planning, if they're not setting goals every year, I think businesses take love and if you're not giving it enough love, then it can uh, it can shrivel up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you need analysis. You need to be able to sit down with somebody and help you analyze. Uh, that might be several people who would help you analyze from a financial, from a from a legal, from a planning. What are you doing? A lot of times, people will know they'll know inside themselves what they need to be doing and aren't doing it, mm-hmm. and they don't have accountability. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they need more accountability, perhaps, to someone to do, uh, to go back to their drawing board and to reassess and to uh, look at what might need to be reinvented or uh, have more love and attention to. I think that's important. Share with us, if you may, 
one of your most difficult um, coaching experiences um, that you've had and how you were able to uh, help them? That's a great question. Um, um, <clears throat> difficult coaching. Uh, I think uh, one of the challenging coaching experiences that I had was a young woman who came in to me who was a CEO of a air conditioning company, mm-hmm. uh, definitely a different type of business for a woman. And when she came in, she has her uh, mentor, who uh, was financially behind the company, is still working in sales in the company, and uh, she had a lot of family members working within the company. And so, very smart young lady, uh, and she needed to have some uh, work around conversation and boundary setting, and she really needed to change some of her employees out. Uh, it wasn't healthy to have her uh, family members who could come and go at will and uh, other employees who couldn't. It was just creating issues. Mm-hmm. And she's working with uh, people internally and then the people who are out in the field, which are mostly men. And so it's it was a very interesting case to help her. We did take her business from $3 million to over six over a wow. year and a half. Wow. So we had great increase. Um, I helped her get involved in a, um, in a network opportunity that opened some doors for uh, city business and such. So it's, uh, I'm very creative. I have a creative mind, so I like thinking out of the box, and I could help her think out of the box. And uh, she, it was just a really great experience, but it was challenging when it came in because of the issues that she had. And uh, within that year and a half, all the employees were settled and straight, and she uh, was dealing better with the mentor and had more say. She uh, became more comfortable with saying things, uh, having more fierce. We call it fear. I turned her into a co- turned her on to a couple of books about learning how to have difficult conversations yes. and fierce conversations. And I think sometimes some of my women clients, and occasionally even a man, needs to be able to learn how to set his boundaries and have difficult conversations. See, no one likes confrontation. Right. Except for attorneys. But (laughs) (laughs) other than that, generally, nobody does like confrontation. And in my first book, uh, Kathy, I've written, uh, when you're hiring, make sure you hire slowly. Yes. But when you're firing, make sure you fire fast. Oh, yes. The other thing that I've written is that if you cannot fire your mom, don't hire your mom. That's right. Right. So that, yeah. go back, that goes back to hiring family members. That's right. That You really have to be in control if you're going to hire family right. members. You, you just have to. You've got to keep a separation there, if you will. Yes. I also think that sometimes uh, owners of companies or those that are in the hiring position also think they need to like the person that they're hiring. And I don't know that that's a very good judgment. I think think you need to look at a person differently from whether you're going to take them home and have dinner with you. So I I think that reading somebody, I've even suggested to some people that they run some... kind of inquisitive programming so mm-hmm. to check people out to find out more whether they'll think they'll fit in well with the rest of the team so i have seen sometimes in business where one bad apple in a team can really spoil things so you need to make sure that all the apples are healthy 
You're absolutely right. Especially from a legal standpoint yes. as well, Kathy. I have seen some horror stories. I can talk about some horror stories where the employee just really turned out to be a snake. Yes. There's no other nice way of putting it. Yes. In fact, I actually recently gave a talk. Uh, I, I spoke at a networking group and it was about beware, you know, don't get bit by the snake. Ah. If there's going to be a threat for a business owner, 90% of that time, the threat is internal. Mm. And it is scary. It's very scary for business owners to start thinking, I have to hire people now. I've got to hire employees. Right. But again, take your time hiring. Make sure you've got your legal ducks in the role when right. you do hire someone. Right. Because you need an out. And especially in California, California automatically sides with employees. Mm-hmm. Automatically. And so the business owner is left standing defending themselves even though they have been in the right all this time it's going to probably cost them time which they don't have it might cost them money which they certainly don't have so they need to be very careful and i think that would be a great um, sort of triggering point for any business owner before they hire they should have a conversation with you yes they they really need to sit down and talk to you Mm -hmm. and say okay i'm about to hire what do you recommend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that in itself is worth you know it it could be worth thousands of dollars that they could save down the the road and time and time yes so so audience if you are in the process of looking to hire employees for your business one congratulations that means you're growing but two please find kathy sit down with kathy and and have a conversation with her it's uh, i can't stress how important that is especially again from the legal standpoint so share with us kathy one of the fun projects that you've worked on Mm. Uh, fun project uh now do you mean in work uh, uh, with my company yes okay so I have a fun project that I worked on. I have a, uh, a client, a past client, that uh, he had a family. He was a estate planning attorney, and he had a family that you he You can was, help attorneys, too. I can, actually. <laughs> I've helped several. <laughs> We've never talked about that. We but haven't, no. I do have a, a portfolio of past attorneys. <laughs> you must be a strong woman. Hats, hats off to you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so in this particular case, uh, he one of the things I help people do is understand their values, whether it's company values, personal values, and uh, I was able to uh, assist him in uh, going. He flew me in a helicopter. Uh, we went to over to Catalina and stayed in a hotel, and the family came and they showed up too, and so both my client and his partner and the family and we did a weekend workshop together. How fun! And I was able. It was fun, and I was able to take the family through understanding the family values of what they were going to be doing, like with their money and going forward. But what was important to them, and so it was a mother and a son, and then the attorneys, and that was fun. And I had never like flown in a helicopter, <laughs> so I checked that off my list and go. spent a weekend in Catalina, which I hadn't been to either. So that was fun. <laughs> oh wow, that is fun. It was. See, if you're not having fun in your business, True. then, then you, something's not right. Well, that's my middle name, though. <laughs> <laughs> See, my <laughs> license plate is passion, and my middle name is fun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? I had no idea. <laughs> nice. Now I know. Kathy Fun Nelson. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is wonderful. <clears throat> they, they really, 
business owners, you, you, you cannot go wrong you, when you sit down with Kathy and, and you're not just going to learn, but you're going to have fun with her as well. <laughs> so, Kathy, share with us sort of the uh, parting words, if you will. Uh, let's say, let, let's talk about the, the four phases of a business life cycle. Okay? So in the startup phase, what advice would you give someone uh, where they could start setting themselves up on the road to success? Um, I work with an org chart. So that's something that I learned at the beginning of my business that was very helpful. So I actually analyzed myself as a CEO and all the job of a CEO. I analyzed myself as uh, marketing and all the things that would need to be done. So I take a person through the understanding of the roles and the expectations of the jobs. So they know which hats that they need to wear and who they might need to hire first that could alleviate a lot of the things they don't like spending time on. So I think that we do really best when we spend most of our time on the things that we excel in and then we find people to delegate to the things that we don't wish and enjoy doing they don't think like that people that are going into business for themselves this reminds me of a particular client of mine i had met him at a i believe it was a business expo Mm -hmm. and uh, we hit it off and i went to go uh, we had a meeting at his office and he was just talking to me very bluntly and he goes to me he goes to tell the truth Kelly even though I'm CEO because there were three of them at that point he goes even though I'm CEO I don't really know what that means Mm -hmm. and I sort of looked at him and I said um, you know don't don't worry about that many CEOs don't know what it means to be a CEO and we just hit it up because I was very very honest (laughs) with him and he goes okay well how much I'm going to retire I'm going to retain you right here how much you know how much should I write the check for but it's just some, something so simple like that, Kathy. You mm-hmm. you have to understand mm-hmm. the roles that you're going to be stepping into right. when you start a business. That's a fantastic uh, advice. Yeah, thank you. A bit a bit of giveaway there. So, what about in the growth phase? What advice would you give someone there? I think that what I've noticed about the growth phase is knowing when it's time to bring people on. I've seen people, you know, there's probably a thousand other things, but just off the top of my head, I've seen people uh, wait sometimes too long. Uh, I think that knowing when it's really time to bring somebody on and biting that bullet and doing it is really important. And the feedback I get after they've done it is, oh, my gosh, why didn't I do that sooner, you know? So, exactly. Or, well, I was telling you, you yeah, know, yeah. trying well, to inch you. they are scared, though, aren't they? Yes, they, they are. don't know, you no. know who's going to come on board and whether that person could make their life hell. Yes, and if they make a great choice, then the comments that come back to me is, oh, my gosh, I have eight hours that are extra for me now. There you go. So, yes, that's very go. important is learning when it's time to start bring that extra person on and start delegating and then you get freed up to mm-hmm. do more of the things that are going to help the business grow mm-hmm. and what about the established phase because you can't get you can't just sort of sit there and, and cruise through right <laughs> <No>. so 
what advice you'll get you run over that? yes you will yes you will so i i think like i i kind of alluded to that a little bit in the beginning of the call of making sure that you are staying current mm-hmm. with everything that's happening what's uh, it's kind of like uh reading uh, trying to be a future reader of mm-hmm. where you want to keep your eye on your goals that are in front of you and imagine your business in five years front imagine it pushed out there so that you can actually see you constantly be looking at where you're growing to so don't don't just stop your business and repeat the same thing year after year but pay attention to the growth of your business and all it can be in the future fantastic and how about the exit phase where somebody's actually getting ready to sell their business they need you There you go. <laughs> they need you. They need to have that plan. Whether it's a family exit, there there needs to be financial and legal, uh, I would think, team members, mm-hmm. uh, board members, something that's really helping you think about those things so that you do it in a way that uh, supports and that's a good exit for you and a good exit for everybody who's left with the company and moving forward with the company. So... Uh, I think that particularly family businesses really need to go outside for uh, fresh information mm-hmm. uh, and get professional help. Kathy, I had heard through the grapevine that you were great, and today I've actually experienced that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It, it's it's um, been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Kelly. And I know that our audience is going to be chomping at the bits to get a hold of you. Is there anything else you would like to share with us today? No, I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, truly. And how can people get a hold of you? Um, well, I'm online at uh, uh, On Track Success Coaching. That's my business. Comes from all those people that were off track. There you go. There you <laughs> so go. that's where the long name came from. <laughs> and um, um, I invite people to go to my website. And I do private coaching, is what I call it, mm-hmm. and uh, confidential. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they can find me there. I have a lot of testimonials everywhere. So they can see those, too, if they would like. And, uh, and I welcome a call anytime. Or an email. I think I might be one of the first ones to call you. <laughs> as, as you very well know, I have started a second business, and it is called Go Legal Yourself. Yes. And uh, it, it's um, it's exciting. You know, it's uh, doing well. But I'm at the stage where I just need a conversation with someone like you, especially after today's interview. My goodness, that was, that was just perfect. And I also do want to share with the audience that um, my book, my second book called Go Own Yourself that has been released. It was released last month. And one of my, so I have a chapter in the book that has all of my top resources that I would recommend in a heartbeat. And in full disclosure, Kathy Nelson is one of the resources, the only resource there for business coaching that I would highly recommend. Thank you, Kelly. And if anyone wants a copy of that book, you can certainly pick it up on amazon.com. And we do want to, again, thank you so much, Kathy, for being here. It's been my pleasure. And for the audience, please interact with us. In fact, you can actually download our app now directly from your app stores. Just search Go Legal Yourself. And the benefit of that is you will actually have direct contact with me. You can call the show. You can leave me a message. And I'll be happy to uh, answer any questions if there are um, some 
guests that you would like to see on future shows, again, drop me an email, call me, and again, I will definitely um, fulfill those requests. And the other exciting thing about actually downloading my app is that you get a free, yes, that's right, you get a free copy of my ebook, Go Legal Yourself. It truly is a guide for business owners and it does put you on the right path to success. So Legal and Kathy, you know, we go hand in hand. <laughs> you're, you're bound to be the next, you know, successful business owner, guaranteed. So the other thing I want to leave you with today is that um, do visit our show notes. You will see all of the information there, especially on Kathy, how to get a hold of her. We'll have her um, email, the website, the phone numbers. You can directly contact Kathy from our show notes. So remember, audience, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law, and it has been a pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.